Hey there, listeners. This is Jameson Dance, and I have a quick note before the show. This is a rerun of episode 41, so it's old, but the wisdom contained therein is evergreen. We hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back next week with a brand new show. See ya. It takes more than great code to be a great engineer. This is Soft Skills Engineering, the podcast, episode 41. I'm your host, Dave Smith. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. It's another great day. Every day is great when we record. It's my mm-hmm. favorite day. Hmm. It's good to know. Yeah. Uh, so, well, so far, I guess. I mean, <laughs> all <laughs> things come to an end. <laughs> no pressure on oh, this man. episode. Uh, we have a wonderful sponsor that we want to talk about. Yes, we do. And they are Dev Mountain. Dave, I think you you had something you wanted to say besides like, thanks oh, yeah. for the, the money, right? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, A few months ago, I had a sit down conversation with the founder of Dev Mountain and I was asking him, you know, tell me about some of the stories of these people that go through Dev Mountain and what happens when they're done. Because honestly, I was a little skeptical about the outcomes. And he he's like, well, let me just pull up my notes. And he just had all these notes written down of all these people that had gone through. And the stories were actually really, really impressive. Um, there are tons of jobs for developer bootcamp graduates that aren't like necessarily the, you know, working at the Googles or the Facebooks of the world. Um, but there's still a lot of really great jobs and a ton of people had upgraded their income and I was super impressed. So anyway, if you're considering it, it's something you should definitely look into. Um, he basically took me and converted me from a naysayer to a supporter. So check out Def Mountain and where can people go to do that? They can go to softskills.audio slash devmountain. I think we have some questions. Yeah, uh, I will read the first one. Is management really harder than engineering? This is from an anonymous listener. On more than one occasion, I've been told, be glad you don't have my job dealing with people all day. Or software is so easy. The computer doesn't lie. It just does whatever you say. Managing people is an art. It's so much more rewarding. Ooh. It's so much more rewarding. <laughs> Fighting I think words. That's how, I think that's how they say it. <laughs> Usually this kind of comment comes across as a subtle put down or some sort of self-praise. It's also presented as a false dichotomy between interacting with people and doing a technical job. I don't know any technical people that work in complete isolation and I split my own time between coding and managing an offshore team. I guess my question is less about a correct answer and more about a correct response to these statements. Right now, I just smile and nod silently. (laughs) You're right. Your job is harder than mine. (laughs) I think that's a very valid answer. (laughs) You should just say, how do you do it? It's just incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone has war stories about their job and... I, I spend a lot of time on chairlifts listening to like rich old dudes talk about their jobs and they're all so, they're, they're so boring. Oh my gosh. <laughs> their jobs all sound so dumb. Do you ever tell them like your job is so much easier and dumber than mine? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess it's just like everyone, because you know the most about your job, you know about the difficult things and other people don't see them. So I think this is mm-hmm. a pretty common feeling. Uh, also, so if you haven't heard, there's this thing called Betteridge's Law of Headlines, which is any headline that ends in a question mark can be answered by the word no. So is management really harder than engineering? No, it's not, <laughs> according to this law. If you can't trust the law, what can yeah. you trust? Sometimes I get the impression that philosophers throw the word law around a little bit casually. Oh, this isn't a philosopher. This was some blogger. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> people and and he didn't call it like 
my law, like someone else gave it that name, but that happens all the time where it's like pithy phrases that people like. They just put the word law afterwards and then it sounds more official. Mm -hmm. That's Jameson's <laughs> law. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So what do you say to someone who's like, oh gosh, your job is just so easy. You should be grateful you're not in management. Consider asking them if they are aware how insufferable they're being right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, you could just be like, yeah, because in management, you don't have to deal with people telling you your job is easy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you a story about something that makes my job hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Maybe you um, can just, just start laughing, just... Like, grab your belly and just start cackling right in their face. <laughs> like, oh, that's a good one. I get it. Uh, you could try and give a modified version of the speech from Blade Runner. <laughs> just start monologuing. Yeah, like, talk about the prod outages you dealt with. and Be like, I don't remember there having to be a pager for managers. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What if, oh, yeah. Be like, yeah, your job would be really hard if... Anytime one of your people had an issue at home, they could just call you. You know, like, <laughs> hey, my pipes froze. Uh, hey, I've got a, I've got a plumbing problem, or I've got a child raising problem. I need your help with it. That sounds like a great manager. <laughs> Someone who's really willing to give their all. If you look really like sweaty and red faced and just out of breath every time that this person talks to you, and they're like sipping their their iced soda like oh such a hard day doing all these one-on-ones and you're like wiping sweat off your brow you just got done like carrying the data from one server to the other on your back so i think based on the fact that jameson and i just came up with like eight jokes um there's no good response to this comment right like what could you possibly say to a manager yeah. to convince them that they just said a completely false thing i don't i don't know they need some like friends that work physical jobs that's what convinced me that my job is super easy it's like i hang out with people that are mechanics mm -hmm. and they talk about how in their interviews like they ask people if they can work 12-hour days and if they are fine having no lunch break and they oh. don't get paid very well and they're like cranking tires all day and i think that's that's what's inside the hood of the car, right? There's just more tires. <laughs> but basically, those jobs sound actually hard. And I like sit in my desk and think and then get sad when I don't think well enough. And I'm like, oh, I need a break. I'm so burnt out from thinking. And then so, I, I go home. <laughs> You're like, I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all this hard thinking. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe the correct response is, hey, manager, you and I both have incredibly easy jobs compared to so many other people why don't you get a little perspective or i mean software is so easy it sounds like they have volunteered to fix the most pressing technical issues at the company like oh i'm, I'm glad you're looking for a challenge because i've got this bug that's <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> can you please just do this yeah it really just sounds like this person kind of lacks an understanding of what other people do and and to be perfectly fair this kind of comment is the opposite of what I hear most of the time 
um, throughout my career. People will say things like, oh my gosh, the engineers, they're wizards. I could never do that job. I can't believe it's so amazing. You know what I mean? Like, have you heard that before from non-technical people or from management? I, I've heard it from people that just are completely non-technical. Like I say software and, and they don't know anything about it. So they assume it's like a beautiful mind type of stuff where I'm just like <laughs> staring around at numbers flying all over. I'm like, no, let me tell you about CSS. <laughs> it's more like nudging stuff around. <laughs> and having it but, go the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, but but I have had people that have said, oh, that that's so hard. I could never do that. Like, eh, <laughs> you could. <laughs> but have you had a manager say that? I sounds like maybe have not. Not had a man. Well, yeah, probably. It, it's a lot of. I mean, some of it's just like flattery, like appease the nerds, tell them their job is hard. I don't know if I've ever had a manager sincerely say like, "I understand software fully, and I know that it is hard." It's just like, gotta keep them happy. I don't know how to do their job. Oh yeah, yeah it must yeah. be hard. So I think in this case, honestly, the best thing you can do is agree with them and just be like, yeah, that is hard. And, um, you know, it's a tough job to deal with. Just basically reinforce that their feelings that their job is hard are valid because it is being a manager is hard. Being an engineer is also hard. Like they're both hard in different ways. Um, and no, the computer doesn't lie to you, but a lot of times I think it's lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think there's just no way to convince this person. How does the old phrase go? A man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Is that Dave's law? No, I, that's Dave's plagiarized, uh, quip. Okay. I like that. That sounds great. It sounds like something Benjamin Franklin would say. Very likely. Very likely. Um, yeah, I, I think I agree with you, especially if, if all it costs is like you fume a little bit about how clueless this person is, then... Mm -hmm. That's that's not that big of a deal. If it's causing a larger issue where you think they're putting the team down, where it's like, why can't you get your act together? This thing's so easy. And like, then that might be worth addressing more directly. But if it's just like water cooler talk and someone's like, you, you software people have it so easy. I have to deal with budgets and like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I. I personally hate that kind of, it can turn into like one-upsmanship and yeah, yeah. I, I hate that crap. So maybe so. the best thing you can do in the situation is just make a note. You know, if you're ever in a position to tell someone that, that your job is harder than them, just don't. <laughs> you know, just yeah. make a note for yourself. Learn this lesson the easy way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Also, fun fact, that quote actually comes from Mary Wollstonecraft a feminist from the 1700s. Wow. Yeah. In a book called A Vindication of the Rights of Woman. Huh. There you go. Cool. Put that on your reading list, Jameson. I know that yeah. that's something you would like to read, actually. Mary Waldstonecraft. Okay. Wildstone. I will look her up. All right. Question answered. Question answered with 1700s trivia for just little <laughs> extra bonus points. <laughs> the listener was right. We agreed with them. All right. Okay. My turn. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, this isn't a, this question is not for me. <laughs> I just realized <laughs> I may have given the wrong impression. This is from an anonymous listener, and it says, I work on a small team with a flat organization structure. I'm not the most experienced member of the team, but when I was hired, it was to lead the development of our product. 
We recently hired a senior developer, and my boss, who is non-technical, has told me that he sees the senior dev as the technical lead, but wants me to still lead the team in more of a management capacity. This feels like a weird two bosses scenario, especially with a flat organizational model. Do you have any tips for dealing with this kind of situation? Bonus points if it doesn't require me to leave my comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried waiting to see if it goes away? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, that's a good point, though. This is like, uh, it's like investment because if you don't ever leave your comfort zone, then you could be forced out of it potentially. But if you do some mm. potentially less uncomfortable things, but still kind of uncomfortable, then you might might avoid future pain. So you could, hmm. you could justify it like that maybe. So it's like one way or another, I'm going to be pushed out of my comfort zone. I can either choose to do it myself or wait for yeah, like, the blindside Yeah, I can spend like 10 awkward points to talk to somebody now or be charged a thousand awkward points like a year from now when it, when <laughs> when bad things happen. <laughs> hmm. and i'm penalized by having to like dance and sing a song in front of the whole company <laughs> i don't know <laughs> hey remember that awkward conversation you were supposed to have a year ago well now you have to have it in front of the whole company while you're dancing <laughs> <laughs> uh two bosses so so your concern here well, is there oh, you go ahead there are infinity bosses and zero bosses and also two bosses because it's a flat organization oh on yes the classic so, flat organization yeah. I used yeah. to be such a big fan of the flat organizational model. I was when I thought I was smarter than everyone. Uh, <laughs> and and I so I didn't want anyone telling Which me was, what to do. Yeah, that was yesterday, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a younger a younger Jameson. I just didn't want people telling me what to do cuz I thought it was cool to be able to do whatever I wanted. I'm my own engineer. No one tells yeah, me what to do. Yeah, bosses were like the man holding me down. You can't hold me down. I'm going to blossom yeah. into a beautiful rose. Yeah. With swimming in ambiguity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Flat. I'm not a big fan of flat cultures. So I've been at, I've done super uh, uh, hierarchical. I've done super flat. And now I'm back to super hierarchical. And I can tell you that the clarity of hierarchical is actually pretty refreshing. Like mm -hmm. it's always pretty clear whose job is to do what. So, and there are definitely upsides, but it also is a more expensive organization to, to pay for. So, you know, trade-offs. Yeah. Some of it could just be scale too. I mean, this person talks about uh, a handful of people mm -hmm. and if that's the whole technical team, then there just isn't a lot of room for a lot of hierarchy. So in this situation, I see like a little bit of a, a triple play going on here. We have the senior dev who's supposed to be the technical lead of the team. We have the boss which I think is like... Who's who's a non-technical person. Yes. And then this the, the question asker um, is technical, but supposed to be doing management stuff. Mm -hmm. Like checking in with the other developers. I'm reading some details here. Leading the weekly meetings, uh, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, that seems like something you would want to hear the boss say out loud to the whole team, you know? Like, I want Wendy to be your manager, <laughs> you know, like, let's just yeah. come right out and say this out loud. And I see no problem with having two bosses if the division of labor is very clear. 
So in this case, the senior dev is a technical lead. Your boss needs to write down what are their responsibilities. You know, maybe like technical architecture, design decisions, things like that. Um, prioritizing bug fixes and technical debt fixes and stuff like that. Manager, your job is weekly one-on-ones with everybody, performance reviews, um, giving peer feedback to each other or, or to your to your team. These are the division of labor. Now, make darn sure you don't have two check boxes on every decision where both of these two leaders have to check the box. For yeah, I saw that episode really of The Office. One. Wait, what? I didn't see that. Oh, there was one where, yeah, I'll I'll explain it. And sorry if you've never seen the show. Uh, Jim and Michael are both co-managers oh. of the branch. <laughs> and they're over different areas. But really, it just means like two people have to make a decision instead of one person. <laughs> so there's like two checkboxes on everything. And you wouldn't believe it, but hijinks ensue. Who would have thunk? Yep. So yeah, um, there definitely is a risk of two bosses. And I've worked in exactly this organization at my last company where we had teams that had a technical lead on the team, but then everyone also had a manager that we called an advocate who was responsible for your career progression, for giving feedback to you from your peers, for doing your annual reviews, meeting with you in one-on-ones and things that a manager would do. But we tried to make it so that they were not a member of your team, your technical team. They were still engineers though, right? Yeah, they were. Yeah, in my case they were, but they wouldn't have to be. Like you could imagine, sometimes people call this a matrix organization where you have like a, a grid and the columns of the grid are managers and people people are in each cell. And so they have a manager based on who's on the top of their column. And then the rows are technical teams where there's like a technical lead um, on the left-hand side of the table in front of every row. And so if you look at a single cell, you trace to the ones to the side and you see their technical lead and you trace upward and you see their manager mm-hmm. and they do different jobs. Um, but that's a pretty common scenario and it's, it's not insurmountable. And I think it can work pretty well. I'm trying to think, I think I've been in situations where there, there were two people responsible, but their responsibilities were pretty clearly divided up between mm-hmm. product things and technical things. Kind of like happened a product a lot, manager actually. and a technical lead. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, there's probably three bosses in many cases, right? <laughs> because you also have like this product manager. Yeah. A technical lead and like a manager. Yeah. Some, yeah. Sometimes some of those get smushed into the same person, but I think mm-hmm. there is room to divide those things up. Uh, in that case, it doesn't seem horribly uncomfortable to ask. Well, here's what would make it potentially uncomfortable. The idea that the flat organization thing throws a wrench in these, in this a little bit because mm-hmm. there might be some resistance to the idea of hierarchy and having a manager or someone doing things in a management capacity. <laughs> Yeah, but not calling it a manager. I don't know. It just it just seems like it would add more fuzziness to a fuzzy situation. So your suggestion of going to the boss saying, "Hey, if you want me to do this, tell people so they know what I'm doing and it and it's mm-hmm. clear." I don't see how that uh, how that reconciles with having a flat organizational it, model. It really it really doesn't, and that's because flat organizations don't actually exist. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you already have a boss, and there's already a senior dev. <laughs> yeah, like it's not flat. You're already not flat. Yeah. Um. My question for them is, is it flat because um, no structure was imposed? Or is it like they read that stupid holacracy book and were like, we want to be a flat organization <laughs> uh, and, and are trying to do it? Because I think that would affect how you approach it. If, if this is mm-hmm. like going against the, the will of the 
company or whatever, then that might be a little trickier. But if it's just like, I don't know, we haven't needed managers yet, then. Yeah, yeah. Two different, very different situations. Yeah, the pattern of like adding structure to something that doesn't have structure is is easier than the pattern of changing yeah. the structure. Yes. If it was intentionally put in place, right? Yeah. Um, I would also, if you're willing to do this, I would go to your boss and say, hey, I am willing to step up and do this job. And I am, I need your support because I'm worried about a two boss situation or a three boss situation. And I want to sit down with you and divide up the responsibilities. And then I want to have you present that to the team to make it really clear to everyone whose job is what, um, and see how they respond to that. Because the chances are, as soon as you say a two boss situation, they'll be like, Oh no, 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 no. We definitely don't want that. You know? And they'll probably work with you to, to make it clear. (laughs) We're thinking more of a middle management role. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, how do you That's another concern I have. How do you avoid being just like this person's surrogate where what you do is tell the team what your boss says and then yeah. you tell your boss what the yep. team says. <laughs> yep. And every time someone asks you a question it's like, "I'll ask my boss and get back to you." Yeah. That's actually very easy to fall into that trap. And so I think if this is probably down the road a bit, but as that starts to happen, you need to now define responsibilities that are distinct from your boss, not just distinct from the senior developer, but from your boss and say, Hey, what decision-making authority do I have? You know? Um, and try to get them to say very clearly mark that off and then tell them like, I don't want to just be a pass through mm-hmm. and just pass questions up to you and then be a messenger. Um, I want to, you know, I want to be responsible and I want to be accountable and I want to be autonomous, but sure. show me, show me the sphere that I can act in. Yeah. That's what I would ask for. From the question asker saying uh, bonus points if it doesn't require me to leave my comfort zone, I'm very much an introvert. It makes me feel like they're worried about some kind of like power struggle or something. And that's I think that's one thing that Dave's suggestion can help avoid. If someone else clearly outlines the responsibilities, then you don't have to worry about like going up to people who you were formerly just like another developer on the team with and saying like, Hey, time for our one-on-one <laughs> come, yeah, like, come tell me all your problems. Like, <laughs> wait, what? Who are no, you? <laughs> you tell me your problems. <laughs> yeah, I'm the manager. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm the manager. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What would be amazing is if the boss actually went to everyone on the team and said the same <laughs> things to them in private and, <laughs> and then just watch. <laughs> oh, it's flat. Everyone is a manager. You yeah. all have equal accountability and responsibility. <laughs> I can see that phrase coming out of some someone's <laughs> mouth and them feeling like so proud about what they've accomplished. <laughs> Here, everyone is responsible. Everyone is a manager. Good. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> well, this sounds like a solvable problem. And I think with some non-awkward conversations, it can be done. I don't think this will be too hard. But you're going to have to tell your boss you want clear, clearly defined roles and responsibilities. I love how you said it doesn't sound very hard. Like, you know, it's hard doing our job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, geez, at least you're not. At least you're not making a podcast. That's yeah. hard. <laughs> Hosting a podcast is truly difficult. Resolving this two boss situation easy, that's easy. You don't even have microphones. <laughs> <laughs> My fingers bleed from editing. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's all connected. I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> I know you didn't mean it like that, but it was too perfect was from beautiful. the first question. Oh, I've got a tear coming down my cheek. <laughs> so beautiful. 
Uh, that means right. we made it one more episode without it being horrible. Question answered. <laughs> Question answered. Where can people go, Jameson, to connect with us and ask questions? They can go to our website, softskills.audio. There is a link to a Google form to, to ask a question. Um, if you don't like the link or the most of the internet, but you like the part of the internet that's Twitter, you can also go to <laughs> uh, softskillseng on Twitter and follow us and, and chat with us there, and we'll accept questions through that medium. We mm -hmm. also have all of our other episodes on the website if you want to check yep. out stuff. And there are comment threads on them now. And people are saying insightful things on there. I'm actually yeah. really enjoying reading them. Yeah, so, it's been really cool. Yeah, there's there's a lot of insight and perspective that I that I appreciate. So thank you Me if too. you're commenting on those. Mm -hmm. Well, that does it. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.